Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Well, today we have a lot to talk about. Is your dollar going to be worth anything soon? The U.S. financial system is bankrupt. So who wants their liability? And Nazis, alive and well, and guess where? In Jerusalem, some of the latest news headlines, we had the funeral of Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky in B'nai Brak, which is near Tel Aviv, on Sunday. Hundreds of thousands of people at the funeral, some even injured from fainting, etc. Um, also, in the these are some headlines from the Jewish press now. Uh, an Israeli was injured over the weekend, over Shabbat, in a terror attack. The victim and attacker with, were both taken to Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. The victim was stabbed by an Arab. That was uh, The victim was walking across the street and was just randomly stabbed by an Arab, and the police shot him, and uh, that's where it stands as of now. Also, the, uh, the UN says that Israel is the ninth happiest country in the world, with all of that, you see, God protects us here in Israel. With uh, even with the terror attacks here, there could could have been so much worse. But the United Nations, Israel's the ninth happiest country in the world. The Palestinian Authority, on the other hand, ranked 122, and still it was happier than those living in Egypt, which ranked at 129, seven uh, points less, and Jordan, which ranked at 134. Could it be that it is because Arabs and the Palestinian Authority can come into Israel and work, etc. Uh, a lot of them are coming in from Gaza as well, etc. But uh, this is some interesting headlines that have uh, come out over the weekend. I want to remind you all to go and visit our website, IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, and go to the video section. I just did a really fun interview with the best friend for 50 years of Bob Dylan and all about his rise to fame. Very interesting. His spiritual journey as well, dabbling into Christianity, coming back to Judaism. What was that all about? It's in the interview, in a video, on our homepage at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. We'll be right back. The return of the Jewish people to the land of Israel was prophesied in the Bible thousands of years ago and is coming true today. Shalom. Join me, Josh Wander, on Israel Unplugged. Listen in as we delve into the spiritual and physical aspects of the Jewish return to Zion. We'll discuss the biblically mandated, historic, and of course practical understandings of this incredible transition from exile to redemption. That's Israel Unplugged, every Monday on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. All right, we're back here at the Tamar Yona Show on Israel News Talk Radio. And what we're going to be talking about today, or at least starting out the show, is 
is your dollar going to be worth anything soon? The dollar as the reserve currency may be coming to an end. Our guest today is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. He is a researcher, former lecturer at Ben-Gurion University, and has authored over 80 books and 400 research papers on science, history, and more. He commentates on Mideast and world issues. Welcome to the show, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. Thank you. All right. So we've been talking about this actually, but last like year or two, maybe even talking about how the, you know what, even before that, I would say, because ever since I think it was the Gulf War, when the United States took out Saddam Hussein, one of the reasons that they went into the Gulf War was because he was threatening to remove the dollar as the currency he would sell his oil in his etc etc and this was a big threat and uh i i think perhaps the start of people questioning the strength of the dollar what do you think uh uh, let me address first of all that historical note because it's it's part it's only partially accurate what happened was in in 1950 um the, the u.s president made a deal with the king of of saudi arabia at the time it was ibn saud well, who created Saudi Arabia, his name, so, um, that oil would be sold only in, only by denominating it in dollars. And that was basic, basically, that was the basis of the American hegemony over the world ever since. So we need to understand that American hegemony, whether you like it or not, whether it's good or bad, I'm not expressing any opinion about that at the moment, is based upon two legs. One is the U.S. Navy, that is to say, the fact that the United States Navy is larger than all other navies on the, in the planet combined, and therefore it can be the basically the uh, naval policeman of the world, and on the strength of the dollar, which is based upon it being the, the reserve currency. There is only one reserve currency in the world, and that is the U.S. dollar today. And the basis for that that um, uh, fundamental fact is that oil can be sold uh, uh, in, in all reality only in dollars, even when Russia and China deal with one another. Their dealings are denominated in dollars. If you do anything through the SWIFT network, it is denominated in dollars. So the dollar has hegemony um, because of that. Now, what Saddam Hussein did, he tried to do a deal with Gaddafi, that the two of them together would um, uh, 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 um, um, start to sell oil in other currencies. They had not decided yet on what currency or if they were going to invent a currency or whatever, but they both had to be taken out and they both were. But that, that was one of the basis for the whole uh, brouhaha concerning the Gulf War, one of the basis of why Saddam went into Kuwait in the first place. Well, that's just an historical note. Okay. okay? Um, um, but let me quote now something from the Wall Street Journal of a few days ago. A gentleman by the name of Gal Luft, one of the um, uh, um, uh, uh, leading names in uh, economics and, and in ec- economics of energy for many decades now, uh, he said 
and I quote, the oil market, and by extension, the entire global commodities market, is the insurance policy of the status of the dollar as reserve currency. If that block is taken out of the wall, the wall will begin to collapse. So that is, that, that's, a, that's exactly what you just said, that if the dollar is no longer the reserve currency, then that changes an enormous amount of what's happening in the world. And again, I'm not stating is that, is that change good or bad, desirable, not desirable. It is instability, and instability is always a problem. You okay, but like it or not like it, but it is a problem. So let me ask so, if indeed the, uh, something like this happens, wouldn't that mean that people who saved all of their lives and put away money uh, in their bank account, that they're, they're, let's say they put away, you know, $100,000, just throwing out any, any sum, uh, that it would, and, it, and in the end, it's only worth maybe like $10,000, uh, they would be ruined. I mean, would, would this ruin Americans? Would, would this be the case? Uh, you're, 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 that's a, <laughs> the answer, to answer that completely would take an hour. Um, uh, uh, first of all, there's the issue of inflation. Not before the issue of reserve currency, there's the issue of inflation. Today, the, the, the official inflation rate in the United States is about is just short of 8%. The unofficial rate that almost all analysts discuss is somewhere around 15, 16, maybe 20%. I tend to believe it's closer to 15, 16, but that's besides the point right now. Uh, the, the, uh, if that's the case, if those, are, if those numbers are correct, then in any case, if you have dollars saved in the bank, you're a fool because you're, you're, you're basically losing value every single month. Okay. So, so that's the first part of the answer. The second part of the answer is if you are... 100% only within the United States, and I'll explain that statement in a moment, if you are 100% only within the United States, then theoretically at least, it should have little effect upon you. However, nothing today is within one country. Um, we're in a globe, uh, or on a globe, and, and, and things happen on the globe, and nothing can be uh, 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 um, in one country only. So you will be affected by the change in the dollar status even if everything you do is in the United States, unless you are some sort of a survivalist and you survive by growing your own food and you have no needs for anything from anyone else. In which case you're okay, but you're just kind of weird. All right. So we obviously be careful. And again, I want to just stress here that any uh, points you hear or opinions you hear about finances, always take responsibility for yourself. Speak with your own financial advisor and check things out and then make your own decisions. All right. So uh, if indeed also, not just that people's fortunes could be lost, but also I would imagine that this would make America go to war. I, I mean, they can't have their economy completely destroyed unless they don't want to be in America anymore and they want to absorb themselves into a global one-world government, then it, maybe it's a good thing because they can go to a cashless society, they can restructure, rebuild, re, the Great Reset. What are your thoughts on this? For the last 5,000 years, every time 
humanity has had an economic, um, I don't want to use the word reset, an economic instability of that measure, the world has, the, the, the world has gone to war. So the, in, in that sense, the, uh, 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 some situation of, of extreme violence is, for all practical purposes, inevitable when that happens, if that happens. Huh. Wow. And, and who would America go to war with? Probably everybody. Well, what, what does that mean? <laughs> well, uh, 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 Europe doesn't exist as, an, as, as any kind of an entity anymore. It doesn't have demographics. It doesn't have children. It doesn't have a defense uh, 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 posture. It doesn't have an economy uh, of its own. It can't feed itself. Europe doesn't count. So what's, what have you got left? You've got um, uh, 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 North America and uh, Canada doesn't count for anything except for for eating snow. Um, uh, you've got North America, you have uh, uh, Russia, which is collapsing demographically. You have China, which is collapsing demographically. You have India, which is thriving and is today the fifth largest economy in the world. Um, uh, uh, most of the world today is in extreme upset. There is very little of the world today that is uh, stable. Very, very few countries today are stable. The only countries that are stable today, really, around the world, of the 196, I think the number is, 196 countries in the world, there are maybe a handful that can be classed as uh, being in a situation of stability, of able to withstand um, uh, uh, extreme pressures. Israel is one of them, thank God. Um, but th th there are very few. It would also um, so, possibly make us a target because we've got those gas fields, and that's very. No, the gas fields are no big deal. I mean, a lot no? of people have gas fields. You I know, mean, that's not that's not the problem. The issue is not the gas fields. Russia has gas. Uh, 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 Cyprus has gas. Uh, Egypt has gas. Everybody's got gas. No big deal. Um, only the really only only countries that are really totally screwed up, like Turkey, don't have gas, and they probably do. They're just too stupid to find it. Um, but uh, 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 gas is pretty much around just about everywhere. You can you can probably you can pretty much manage with gas. What you can't manage with today is what really matters, and that's innovation and food. Those are the two. Those uh, well, I should. There are actually more. There are there are natural resources that are absolutely necessary in the world today. But those are the two big issues: uh, innovation and food. After that comes resources, and we can talk about them in the next in the next segment. All right, so we will do that. This is very interesting. I did not know the conversation was going to go this way at all, by the way. So we will learn more. And I want to encourage everybody, do talk with your own financial advisor and ask them if you've got a lot of money in savings and dollars or in any fiat cash currency, you may want to rethink where to invest. Okay, we're going to be right back, everybody. Don't go anywhere. Hi, I'm Steve Miller. And I'm Matt Zucker. Join us for Lighten Up, where we take a look at the week's current events in Israel and from around the Jewish world through a humorous lens. If you've been paying attention during these crazy times, you know that it's a challenge to parody life anymore. 
But join Steve and I as we give it the old college try. Not only is being happy an obligation, but life is just too short to take it all so seriously. So join me, Steve Miller. And me, Matt Zucker. For a Lighten Up every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Israel, only on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. We are back here on the Tamar Yonah Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, and we are speaking with Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. And the topic today is, is your dollar going to be worth anything soon? Because people seem to have lost faith in Washington, and they say also that the U.S. financial system is bankrupt, so who wants their liability? Uh, Maybe you can talk about that. Well, actually, the United States has been bankrupt since it declared bankruptcy in 1971. Um, basically, uh, 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 throughout the uh, uh, 19th century, the franc, the lira, the pound, the dollar, these were simply specific names for quantities of gold. You could go into any bank and redeem your dollars for gold. That was, you know, that was just the way it was. So there, there was an actual value, physical, real value to the dollar. Right. In 1971, the United States was uh, 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 um, in a debt crisis, and the president at the time, which, uh, which was uh, Nixon, um, declared, basically, in, in every legal and economic term, he declared bankruptcy and said, we will no longer honor our debts. The, the, the dollar bill was a debt, where the government said, we will pay you in gold if you, re- you come to redeem it. Yes. And they repudiated their debt which is a definition of bankruptcy, of insolvency. Yeah, I remember when and it used to be good States for a dollar. Not from that to this day. I, I just want to say, I remember when it, you, you would take the dollar and they would give you its equivalent in gold, and then it went to the silver standard, and I even had a civil, silver dollar, and it, on the bottom of it, I think it was in blue, it said, uh, payable to the bearer upon receipt, or something like that at the bank, something like that it said. If I remember correctly, the bit of the silver was very, very short-lived. It may have been. I, I I just remember I put that away in a photo album. It's gone now. I don't know, I don't know what happened to it. But <laughs> well, uh, let me quote another gentleman who's, uh, who, who I strongly admire, a fellow by the name of Doug Casey. Uh, and I quote, Russia has had all of its dollar accounts confiscated or put on ice, as it were, so any country realizes that it's going to happen to them. So the United States is shooting itself in the foot by trying to punish the Russians. Okay, so we need to understand that when the United States, um, United States government, I mean, uh, Biden is essentially acting like a uh, 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 a schoolyard bully, an adolescent schoolyard bully. He's uh, uh, name calling everybody. He's he's threatening everybody. Even he even managed to threaten um, uh, um, uh, um, uh, India and other countries. Totally ridiculous, and he sounds totally ridiculous. And well, he is totally ridiculous, but I'm okay. So, when essentially what the United States has done with the issue in the Ukraine, and I, I have no issue with the idea of punishing Russia for what they're doing. I don't like what they're doing either. 
Um, though I am somewhat sympathetic with their reasoning, not with their actions. Um, but what America has done with the with with is trying to punish Russians is they're not pus- punishing the 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 people who make the decisions. They're punishing the people. They're not um, doing anything against what Russia is doing. They're re- basically shooting themselves in the foot. They're basically doing more harm to the rest of the world than they are to Russia. Remember, um, as soon as the United States caused the price of raw materials like oil, like gas, palladium, nickel, uh, uh, etc., etc., to rise precipitously, they're funding Russia's war. So anybody who claims that the sanctions that are put, that are putting, that they're put on Russia are seriously punishing the Russian government is foolish. It's simply untrue. It's simply, it's simply ridiculous. That's not what's happening. What's happening is they are bloating the, 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 the treasury of the, of the Russian government. Now, they are harming the Russian people. That's a separate issue. But they're also harming even more so the people, for instance, throughout the entire population of North Africa who are dependent upon wheat, particularly in, in next month when it's Ramadan. 90% of the expenditure for food throughout North Africa is on wheat. 90%, 9-0. By causing the price of wheat to rise by 300% and by making wheat scarce, they're punishing North Africa. What does North Africa have to do with Ukraine? Well, you said last week they're also going to, it's going to affect the fer, uh, fertilizer, which is going to affect the entire world. Well, Russia is the largest uh, uh, exporter of fertilizer in the world. So, yes, of course it's going to affect the entire world. But we, as, I, as we've said over the last few weeks, the, unless things change very significantly very soon, we're going to be seeing um, uh, what I will call a, a violent starvation. In other words, people without food are going to resort to violence to try to find food. That's how the civil war in Syria began all those years ago. And that's how many civil wars over the, over the, over the years have begun. People I, don't have enough. They tend to get violent. I understand that that has already happened in Ukraine, where people were in line waiting for food and there were some people who were killed. I, I uh, vaguely heard something about, sure, the, about this last time. week. Uh huh. And this is in a country where people are sticking together because they have a common enemy, and this, and yet, it's still happening. And this is a country that grows a vast quantity of of wheat for the world. Export is a, is the fifth largest wheat exporter in the world. Russia being the largest. Together, they export about twenty five percent of the total wheat around around the world. So, again. Embargoes or sanctions or whatever word you want to use against Russian wheat is is simply not smart. Hmm. All right. Well, I just want to let everybody know that we are live. If you're listening between 4 to 5 p.m. Israel time, which is 11 to is it 11? No, 10 to 11 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time. And that's only because Israel's not changed its clocks yet. We will on Thursday. And we'll, we'll be back at a seven-hour difference between New York and, 
and Israel. But if you'd like to call in, you can do so. Our numbers are on our homepage at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com at the top of the page. Go look for the numbers. You can call in now so you can get your question in while we still have time to get you on the air. All right. So uh, let's see. We have another four minutes, a little bit less to this segment. How do you want to end it? Uh, It says here the U.S. financial system is bankrupt. uh, So who wants their liability? Do you want to? Yeah, I, no, nobody really wants to buy the liability of the United States. The United States is a liability today. It doesn't sound nice. It doesn't sound polite. It doesn't sound pleasant. But that happens to be a fact. Um, uh, uh, I'm certain that Americans don't like hearing it. And I, I'm i sorry. It, ju- it just happens to be true. Um, uh, Biden has been um, probably the greatest economic disaster in the history of the United States. And he's done it in a very, very short period of time. The, the amount of damage, both internal and external to the United States, it, it, frankly, is amazing. I, 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 you know, it's, it's well beyond anything any of us expected. Okay, hang on a second. We do have a caller. We have Tar calling in from the United States. Hi there, Tar. Tar, do you hear me? Hi. Hey. Yeah. What's your comment or question? Uh, well, I just... Uh wanted to apologize to the rest of the world for what uh, Biden is doing. Uh, you know, it's, it's a shame. And the only logical explanation I can say is this must be a shim's doing to, to bring the Messiah because, I mean, it's pitiful what, what the United States has brought on to the rest of the world. And I just apologize for us. Well, you know, if if you're so, what Tara is saying is that this is God's will, and and He's setting the stage for the Messiah to come. But then, if that's the case, I don't think you need to apologize because this is what God wants, right, Tara? Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I think you know, actually Tara's right. Um, uh, there is room for for a little for an apology. Okay, because why? <laughs> one of the things that shame uh, shame really desires almost probably more than anything else is the acceptance of, of responsibility, personal responsibility. So an, an, apologize, an apology in terms of uh, uh, looking at God's will is not an, uh, um, um, uh, uh, a lack of acceptance, but it is a, 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 a strong acceptance of his will. So I think it's very admirable for your, your comment. Tar, you want to say something? Yes. Uh, no, you know, that's just, uh, that's just my opinion coming from my heart, and, uh, I, uh, I wish I was in Israel right now. So, thanks for taking my call, tomorrow. Well, thank you, and you know what? The gates are open right now, at least, uh, if you want to come visit. <laughs> COVID is, is gone to we're, sleep we're in the media. All right. Right. I'm, I'm sure. Thank you for your call. I'm sure we'll be hearing more about uh, COVID, by the way. I don't think it's over yet. The, I don't think that they've uh, squeezed uh, things out yet. But uh, right now, the distraction is Ukraine and what's happening there. And I understand that the WHO, the World Health Organization, is actually trying, while we're all focusing on Ukraine, is trying to pass some type of law to implement all over the world for the, U- for the United Nations country, uh, country members um, that there's going to be something like the Green Pass from now on, and it's going to be called the Health 
pass. So that should be very interesting um, and something that we're well, going we to have to aware then in, in, in Hong Kong, for instance, hang over on, the last few hang months, on, next, next segment. people have died from COVID. Five zero thousand. Hang on, next segment. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. This is Shai Bentico, and each week I'll be webcasting to you from Judea, origin of the word Jew, a people besieged and beleaguered in every generation. Nazi Germany is but a memory, but in its place the world invented the phantom Palestinians as this generation's internationally authorized Jew killers. Tune in for a different slant on life in Israel. Phantom Nation, every Monday. All right, we're back here at the Tamar Yonah Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Our guest is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem, and we've been talking about finances uh, in the world. Is the dollar going to go bust? Uh, as one um, uh, commentator says, Doug Casey says, the U.S. financial system is bankrupt, so who wants their liability? And we're going to go now in this last segment to... Nazis. We hear the word uh, come up again as Putin used this as one of the reasons he claims he went into Ukraine in order to wipe out the Nazis there. Uh, there's mafias there. There is a lot of stuff that you are not being told in the West because the West has its narrative and the media is running with it. And in fact, not only that, but the other side, whether they're right or wrong, is being silenced, so you don't even know what the other side is saying. So, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem, where would you like to lead us in this last segment of the show? First of all, your leading was absolutely correct. One of the big problems here is that we're getting lies from both sides, and the, 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 um, uh, um, um, both um, technology section and the so-called news media in the West are censoring anything that comes out of the other side, and that is both unfair and stupid, and it is very, very bad for, uh, basically bad for freedom of information, which is, which is a terrible thing. Um, but beyond, beyond that, let's go back to the issue of, of the Nazis specifically. Putin said at the very beginning that he needed to go into, into Ukraine to denazify it, and of course everyone in the Western media uh, uh, um, who are, are, are de rigueur must deify Putin as a matter of uh, a basic policy. Well, said that that was uh, ridiculous, but it's not ridiculous. We know today that there are, at very least, at very least, army units in the Ukrainian army that are 100% Nazis. Again, not neo-Nazis. There's nothing new about these guys. These are Nazis. They're a continuation of World War II. In every respect, they have never disbanded. Remember something here. During World War II, the army that freed the Jews from the, from the extermination camps was the Russian army. This is true. The people who caused more death than almost anybody else, except for the Germans themselves, were the Ukrainians. This is true, I think. 
the people when 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 Jewish partisans asked for weapons, they went first to the United States. The United States refused. They went to Britain. Britain both refused and was busy killing thirty-five thousand Jews by itself during the during the Holocaust. They went to Russia. Russia supplied us with weapons. So we owe Russia. We do not owe the Ukraine. And just to add a little bit of fire to that, two numbers that people might like to might like to be aware of. I mean, like isn't the right word. Maybe ought to be aware of. After World War II, post-World War II, in the 50s, 50,000, 50,000 Jews were murdered in Ukraine. They were not murdered by wolves. They were murdered by Ukrainians. During this war, already over these past weeks, several hundred some have said as many as 500 Jews have been murdered by Ukrainians. We do not owe the Ukrainians squat. They are okay. monsters. They are not human beings. I, I, I don't want to say they're not human beings because that's what the Nazis said about us. But I, I do want to make a comment on what you said. And I would take it even, uh, I would take it down a notch actually about uh, what you said. That's just, and it's just my opinion. But you were saying that, you know, we owe the Russians because they sold us weapons when the United States wouldn't. And also the they Russians. Us. They gave it to us. Okay, okay, they gave it to us. All right. And also, that, that's a big difference, by the way. And also that uh, they liberated, you know, a lot of the Jews in the Holocaust. And my father, by the way, was one of the ones that was liberated when the Russians came in. The Nazis ran out of the of the ghettos and the camps because the, the Russians were coming in and they didn't want to stick around. And they ran away. He hid when he came out of hiding. He saw that the Russians were there. So so, so I wouldn't say that we owe them. I would say that we need to acknowledge what they did, but not, I don't believe that we owe them because the Russians were terrible to the Jews also. They would kidnap Jewish children and draft them into the army and strip away their Judaism and there were pogroms in Russia as well and, you know, I mean wh what was the funny thing in Fiddler, Fiddler on the Roof? Uh, God bless the Tsar and keep him far away from us. <laughs> so I would say acknowledge the, the good that they did but I, do we owe them? I'm not so sure about that. Go ahead. Okay, it's a legitimate, it's a legitimate uh, um, um, uh, issue that you're bringing up. I, I don't, I don't know which is the proper word, but I think, we're, in a sense, we're both right at least. Um, uh, uh, certainly, we, 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 we need to be more thankful to the Russians than, than we do to the Ukrainians. The Ukrainians have consistently been monstrous. Um, and and uh -huh. there are Nazis today. If, if you look at, uh, uh, for instance, a, an army unit, unit called the, the Azov Brigade. Yes, These are they, they, they sport Nazi symbols and they claim to be, their words, they claim to be Nazis. Again, not neo-Nazis. Yes. So we need to be aware that, uh, that, that this is going on. Ukraine is not... Uh, 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 you know, these talk, this talk about protecting democracy. Ukraine is by no means a democracy. The last democratic election to, to take place in Ukraine, which I'm, I'm not certain it might have been the first as well, um, was the one that elected the leader that existed there before the, sta the American State Department engineered a coup to take him out and put in Zelensky. 
Valencia you know, is a puppet of the American government. You, I mean, remember. <laughs> I just wanted to say, Mordecai, uh, you you shared with me also. Someone else did as well. A video of an interview with Laura Logan. I believe that's her name, uh, and she was Laura talking. Laura Logan is one of the best. Um, uh, uh, war correspondents on the planet today. Yes, I remember her from being assaulted, sexually assaulted in Egypt when she was covering the stories in Egypt by the Muslim Brotherhood protesters there. Um, But in any case, she was saying some of the things that you're saying, so go into more detail because she was really letting people know what the West is, you know, not told and she was telling people that there that the ukraine is made from mafias that that zelensky doesn't matter whether he's jewish or not he's an actor and he was put in as a puppet president for the west by the west and uh putin knows this and you know i this is not excusing putin for anything but i'm just saying these are things to consider as well go ahead absolutely correct absolutely correct i mean everything that laura logan said in that interview um, it was on Rumble. I forget the name of the of the um, interviewers at the moment, but that's besides the point. You can anybody wants can get the um, can get the um, uh, URL of it. It's a very good uh, interview. And as I said, Laura Logan is one hundred percent professional, and always has been. Um, and let me just go a little bit farther. You know, the, the combine sort of to cross between what we're saying now about the Nazis and what we were saying in the previous segment about the. Um, the, the, the sanctions and etc. Um, you know the the the, the Bidens are now talking about uh, 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 sanctioning everything, but for some interesting reason they have not sanctioned Russian uranium. Anybody remember the issue of uranium one, that uh, company that um, uh, 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 Hillary Clinton was uh, involved in? So we're talking about corruption here in in the Ukraine. Remember. Everything that we're talking about in terms of the Ukrainian war is based around corruption. Everything. Yeah, including uh, Joe, Joe Biden's son. Including Joe Biden himself. Uh, that's, you know what? Good point. <laughs> so Joe Biden's son, yes, of course, obviously, including the, 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 the uh, showcase uh, uh, um, uh, uh, trial or whatever you call it against uh, against uh, uh, Donald Trump concerning Ukraine, which was re- totally ridiculous, because they actually they 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 attempted to try him for what Biden was actually doing at the same time, and including the Pelosi family, and including a lot of other very famous people on the not on the side of Trump, <laughs> uh, uh, people who are involved in the present maladministration of the United States, the present lack of government of the United States. Hmm. And again, these people are united with and cooperating with, knowingly, with Nazis, with self-professed Nazis, not so-called neo-Nazis, but real Nazis, members of a Nazi group, a group that claims to have continued since the 1920s. So this is not neo, this is Nazis. And this is what we're dealing with. So, again, I don't like war. That's a horrible thing. Clearly, the things that are happening to the Ukrainian mothers and children is Tragic. not... Tragic. It's horrible. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, and, and, and should be, should be 
uh, um, uh, we should look at it as being horrible, but there are many sides here, and the, the, these, these stories are not simplistic stories. So saying all this, as we go out, we only, uh, we only have 10 seconds. What, how do you want to sum it up? Well, if anybody's talking about the, the issues of, of, of what to do with their money, I can only repeat what you said. Think about it, learn about it, look at it carefully, talk to people who are knowledgeable, find out what you should do. Don't believe anything I say. Verify everything I tell you. Don't believe anything I say. Nothing I say is worth anything unless you verify. All right. Thank you so much for being with us, everyone. Next up, live, returning home. If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel, plus little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. If you're hearing this message, everyone else can too. Advertise with Israel News Talk Radio and get your message out to people. We'll build a personalized package for you. Contact advertising at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Straight talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, this is Jake in Anchorage, Alaska, and I love listening to all the super interesting interviews and up-to-date information on what's happening in Israel. Hello, this is Anna King, originally from London, now living in Israel. And what can I say? Israel News Talk Radio is my cup of tea. My name is Bhaskar. I'm from India, and I love listening because you get to know the truth and wonderful voices from this lovely country. Mom! Okay, wait a minute. Hi, this is Chava Dax, and I'm calling for the rolling hills of Malaya Dumim, just north of Jerusalem. I always listen to Israel News Talk Radio to get all the latest news and commentary and to keep me up to date every day. This is Sarah Dax from Malaya Dumim, and I'm 12. I wish Israel News Talk Radio was boring so my mom wouldn't listen to it all the time. Mom! You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio.